Hilton Company, live on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. Four o'clock hour here, a little over an hour from Monday Night Football. Your Raiders are in Kansas City, the annoying Chiefs fans. They move right to the top of the list, surpassing the Patriots. Patriots got a win yesterday, but the fans have kind of calmed down with their arrogance. The Chiefs fans have now replaced the Patriots fans. Willie Ramirez is here at Twin Peaks, Cofield, partying until 7 o'clock. Got a ton of prizes, a lot of concert tickets. Mateo's helping out down here and back in our Finley Toyota studios. It's our Big Four time. Battleborn Injury Lawyers presents the Big Four at Four. Number Four. So, you know, in our 3 o'clock hour, we are talking about the hometown Rebels and how wild the Mountain West Conference is. And people are trying to plot out what's going to happen for wins with this team and that team. I'm here to tell you, if you haven't been paying attention for the Mountain West, it's a free-for-all. I don't know what teams are doing week to week. Right now, who's the favorite? Who's the best team in the Mountain West Conference? Go. Air Force. They're not. It's Air Force, no. It might be Boise. Who fired their quarterback left going into week five, and they fired the OC. They've looked great for the last three halves. It's wild, Willie. I didn't mean to. I wasn't trying to demean you there. They looked great against a San Diego State team that's on a down year and, hey. and a Fresno seat that's horrible. We'll see how horrible. Well, you're right. In that in that game, San Diego State didn't have their new savior. I'll tell you who that is in a second. Okay. But I did want to get to Nevada fell short. I thought they'd win the game. CSU's in town. Apparently, Jay Norvell and Ken Wilson had something to say to each other. And uh, cops had to separate him. Really? Yeah, and it's not exactly clear what was said, but I guess Norvell was accusing Wilson of saying some stuff publicly that wasn't true. So Norvell at midfield had some things to say to him, and they got separated. So that's going to be a rivalry for a while because there's a lot of bitter feelings in Reno about Jay Norvell, and, and I don't blame him. You know, it's one like it's one thing to, to leave town for another job, big raise. In conference, but then to kind of pour salt in the wound by trying to list all the problems at the place you're leaving, maybe you didn't have to do all that. Sounds like there's been a lot of bickering college football coaches with one another. Yes. If you know what I'm saying. Yes, yes. Now, San Diego State might be back, right? They got slaughtered in the second half against Boise. The game on Saturday night, they're playing Hawaii, so I'm not going to rot up over a win over Hawaii, but it's the way it happened. So, Burmeister to the starter mm-hmm. is out. Their quarterback of the future, backup, this kid Haskell, he left a couple of weeks ago. The next backup broke his collarbone. So, they're looking around. They're like, all right, who's going to play quarterback? Hey, you, safety, you're playing quarterback. Last week, five days before the game, they switched a kid, Jalen Maiden, over to quarterback. Now, here's the story. He had played quarterback at Mississippi State, yep. transferred in. They were like, ah, we don't need you at quarterback. You're going to play safety. I mean, think about how incre- – it is Hawaii, so it's not a great team. Think about how incredible that is that they moved a safety over to play quarterback, and then the offense that was averaging 65 yards a game passing yeah. through for over 330 in one game. And you know what? The kid's a little unconventional with his delivery with the left hand. Got but, he was, but he was on the mark, and when they needed him to drive down the field – he drove him right down the field. And that was with, they even got through a kicker missing, kind of, not a chip shot, but missing a kick 
earlier and getting off the emotional deck. They want it. So that, that this conference is going to be friggin' nuts because I know you're not buying Boise yet, but Boise's now got this kid who's like 6'6", Randall Cunningham type, running all over the field. Their run game has come back. And remember, Dirk Cutter, you know, is a highly regarded coach, coach in the NFL, both as a head coach and a coordinator, was the coach at Boise. For this year, he's taken over at OC. And look at how they've played now for three halves in a row. We also mentioned Air Force lost against Utah State. A lot of th- a lot of people thought Utah State left for dead, but they have a new quarterback in Cooper Laga, who a lot of people were wondering, you know, back to the UNLV game, why do they leave their quarterback in so long? Maybe Laga is now comfortable, and Utah State's going to be a pain in the rear end the rest of the way. So I'm looking forward to it. It's funny, with college football, when a conference gets balanced, right, and you don't have a true, like, 10-win team, everyone's like, sucks! League sucks! Like, no, this can be fun. Glass overflowing, Cofield. Do you want to counter it after that whole setup? <laughs> well, you, 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 you covered a lot of ground there. Boy, I did. I didn't stop. Boise State roll. will be. It'll be. I, I. I think. I think we'll have a clearer picture as to who, like, the contender with Boise will be after this weekend with UNLV Air Force. Because the following week, Boise goes to Air Force. So Boise has probably caught a break here. And like you said, since the the sort of upheaval with OC go, the OC going and then uh, quarterback in the transfer portal, because they got through San Diego State, they got through Fresno State. Two teams down, down uh, having a down season. Now they get a bye week. So they're off for two weeks before they go to Air Force. Then they host Colorado State, which should be – Interesting, depending on what Norvell has that team doing by then, and then they host BYU. Two road, and, and I can't see Boise losing at Reno, at Wyoming, or here or at home against Utah State. So, those middle three games, Air Force, Colorado State, BYU, are going to define what Boise State's going to be doing. But I think the most intriguing game this weekend for sure is UNLV hosting Air Force. Number three. Best hit of the weekend. Buccaneers game. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Funniest hit of the weekend. Buccaneers game. Yeah, one in the same. Really? You thought it was funny? I thought you were going to go soft on me here. No. No, if, if anybody, and to be honest with you, if anybody should have been hit, probably should have been the kid's parents. If, if I mean, I'm a, I'd have to imagine, I mean, how old this kid was if he was a minor well some people so let's set up the situation there's someone who appears to be young running on the field at the Buccaneers game he gets caught between two potential tacklers and this time it wasn't one of the players and he looks the wrong way he tries to avoid one person and then just gets speared really good high legal tackle no flag no helmet to helmet uh you know like we saw last week on Monday Night Football or helmet to face kid goes down hard they rough him up a little bit on the ground. Some people said he was 10 years old. The mother said he was 10. Well, the mother's lying. I think I, the, the, police mo- the, the mother also said she didn't know which one of her kids it was. I mean, this is mother of the year. Again, I don't want to get anyone in trouble, but I know Willie was thinking she must have been annihilated. No, Willie didn't say that. The boy's but, mother but what, said what, he's 10. What state he's is older. she in? I don't know. I mean. And the police said, yeah, he's older. And when you watch the video, clearly he's older. Clearly, the video's far away. You can't tell how he's like old. a small. He's like a small eighteen-year-old. I'm saying on. the kid was legal. You don't know that small seventeen-year-old. Is there a cutoff? Like, 
Like a 12-year-old runs on the field like, we can't tackle him. Okay, then he stabs you. Like, well, we should have tackled him. Okay. You don't know anymore. The fact Kids that, are capable of anything. The fact the police, so, so the mother tells the Associated Press that her son is 10. Police stated later it wasn't true and claimed the child was older. Police have not and likely cannot release. Now, this is the, this is the reporter saying this. That can't like not have not and likely cannot release any specific information about the youngster because he's a juvenile. You can you can release the age. You can't release Give the name if it's a juvenile. But if if you're saying kids a delinquent, put his name out there. You can't do that. Running but on you, the football you can field. say it's a, you can say, you can give us the age. Yes, but it was a great give hit. us the age. If it not, TMZ is going to get the information. It was a fantastic hit. I'm just going to say I'm that. zero tolerance. Zero. T- for running on the field. For running on the field. A, yeah, ba- no. a baby runs on the field, look out. Baby runs on the baby, field. Uh, babies can't really run. I was just going to say, baby runs on the field, sign them immediately for running at a, such a young age if it's a baby. If you brought your dog Kahlua to a bark in the park and and the, and the dog ran on a baseball field, yeah. would you be mad if they tackled the dog? They're not tackling Kahlua. Exactly. That dog's fast. Yeah, Plus, I, it's all – it's get that dog tested. I've said it before. Way too big in the upper chest. or something unnatural with Kahlua. What are you feeding? Number two. Nobody said to do two yet. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He's trying to read. He's trying to. He said. He said move on. We're getting into dangerous territory, accusing dogs of being on roids. Looks like. He's he's saving us from the SEC. You know what? It looks like a board op might get tackled. Number two. Producer, please. Show some respect. Producer. Is Kahlua tougher than Tom Brady? Is Tom Brady asking for all this preferential treatment? The hit yesterday that basically ended the game, that was called a roughing the passer. We get it, okay? You're going to protect the quarterbacks. But we can't caress Tom Brady and lay him gently on the ground. I'm get, I'm, I, I tell you, I'm getting real sick of the – where, where I'm tackling you, you're, you're on top of me, and I throw you to the side. Yes. Flag! No, it's, it was not. That's that, – that was the that had to be the weakest rough in the past. Really, I watched up close. I was uh, covering UNLV in San Jose. I watched up close. Aiden Robbins, the running back for the Rebels, get caught in the backfield. Kyle Harmon, the linebacker, stops him. They're locked up, and Kyle Harmon's like, "You know what? They're not blowing the whistle. Let me try a suplex." And he su- he suplexed a 230 pounder. I immediately went to my phone. I'm like, "I didn't know he was a wrestler in high school. He actually wasn't." But no flag on that. But if that's a quarterback, oh look out. I mean, he tackled him on himself before he rolled him off of him and put him to the side. That, I mean, that was weak. Very weak. Very weak. There's, there, that should not have been called. Uh, yes, my dog is probably tougher than Tom Brady, considering the hikes that he goes on and the muscles he has. And, he, I think, and he's natural. I think if Tom Brady wants respect, he needs to go to a press conference this week and say, I don't want to be treated this way. I, I'm being made to look like a wimp. Stop, officials. Let people tackle me, and let people tackle me hard. Probably not going to happen. Number one. KC, healthy. Raiders getting healthier, although they do have some scratch tonight, or scratches tonight. Did you see the latest scratches? Are the actives out? John Brown, out. Foster Morrow, out. Johnny Hankins, a surprise scratch. Juju Smith-Schuster going to play. He's been dealing with, uh, was it a knee or a hammy? Whatever it was. I know he was questionable on Saturday. He's ready to go tonight. 
The guys that you mentioned for the Raiders, I don't think are going to be that big. They're not going to, you know, I mean, they'd like to have a healthy roster, but they're not going to. It's not going to be that big of a deal. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. I, I, I think this, this is, this is your, this is the game. This is the, you know, the primetime game against the the chief. No pun intended there. The chief rival, if you will, um, where your big guns have. This, this is the game in which you traded for Devontae Adams for. Yes, you, all season, this is why you traded. But if, if there's a matchup in a game and a showcase in which you went and got your prize guy, this is it. And the same can be said for Chandler Jones. And I have not been getting on him for the lack of sacks. I've said that he's somewhat doing his job, forcing action toward Max Crosby side. Max Crosby's there, by the way. Looks like Rachel will be holding off on having. Whew, I was waiting for that an update. Baby. I hope there's not a late update. He's not. Well, he's not going to fly back now. He's here. He's there. They're not going to pull. He's not going. He's not going to leave. So he's going to play. But I think you're going to see their stars step up. It's not. I mean, the guys you mentioned are. You know, they're they're yes, they're players. But the key guys, they're there. And the the guy that comes off the injured list to play, Hunter Renfro, is available. And again, I said it, Darren Waller. I believe, I think Darren Waller's going to have his best game of the season tonight. Ooh, I want to talk about that on the way back. Battle of the tight ends, or or is it? Or is it? Monday Night Football coming up here in less than an hour. You're listening to the Battleborn Sports Hour on ESPN Reno and ESPN Las Vegas. It is second down and goal for the Raiders to start the fourth quarter. Jacobs, a running back. Car rolls to the right. Receivers cover. Come back. Wide open touchdown. Jackpot, baby. Touchdown, Vegas. Darren Waller. Vegas regains the lead. Now, back to Cofield and Company, live at Twin Peaks. You know, we mentioned the Raiders haven't been great in the rivalry of late, losing 13 to 15, but there's been plenty of competitive games. That was from a couple of years ago 2020, 35 31 loss against Kansas City. Darren Waller, good timing by Ari and the vast sound crew bringing that one up. We're out at Twin Peaks getting ready for Monday Night Football. A lot of Raiders fans showing up. All the servers here in their Raiders gear, so that's good to look at. Willie's here. He's objective. He's got a black shirt on, but it's not Raiders gear. He would never do that. He would never do that. Go ahead. Mention what it is. Is that your gym? You should talk about your gym. The perfect gym. Yes. It's our perfect apparel. Perfect. You know what I've been thinking about? You know what I have in the car? I, I don't have, know, man. I have, I have bottles of seasonings. I should bring them in for raffle giveaways because I should. have I have Raiders programs tonight. I have yeah, Raider Raiders media guy. About? I got Raider. I got like. What do you mean here? Raiders media guides? So you know the media. We get these media guides at the beginning of each season. Those collectibles. Yeah. So so it's the same types of things that the that oh, the no uh, that the media gets at the beginning of the like season. The big ass book. Yeah, big thick heavy book. So you got the media guys. We got programs. I got collectors pins. They give out at the game, and they give us at the up on press row the little pins. They can be collect pins. Nice. So I got a. So I'm, I'm expecting a big Raider crowd. So um, one of my guys with the PR for uh, PR crew with the Raiders hooked us up with a right. bunch of Raiders stuff. But I have in the in the car. I have. You're welcome, Jen. I have. Uh, Oh, the servers here are great. Perfect seasonings. Perfect seasonings. You love the Cajun blend. I do. I, do yeah. I, I have so many seasonings. Yeah, but you only need the perfect seasonings. 
That's they're, a good point. They're all in one. That's not the way you do a commercial for perfect seasonings. Like that's the only one I have. It's all I use. I ran out. It's unbelievable. Well, you know what? If you put your name in the raffle, you might win something. So I'm seeing a lot of Raider fans come in. It's last week because this is a Rams bar. Last week there were a lot of Rams people. Tonight we're going to get a lot of Raiders people. I got my perfect gear on. I, I, you know, I'm a little bit dreading. Mom's coming down here tonight. Is that right? Yeah. Why are you dreading it? Well, I may, you know, I may do something, say something. She'll be, she'll, she'll correct me. William? Yeah. You'll meet her. She'll be, she'll be William. Then you'll be calling me William for the next show. I know the feeling. I know the feeling. Steven? I got a lot of stories I'm going to tell here. Oh boy. I got a bunch of them. Uh, first of all, tell me if I'm wrong for being kind of happy about this. Okay. We, as a family... My parents have a timeshare in New Orleans. They've had it for like 30 years. Mm-hmm. They passed it down. I have two, two brothers, right? So it was three of us. They offered to pass it down to all three of us. My younger brother is a bit of a curmudgeon, and he basically said no. He didn't want it. I was like, okay, I'll take it. I couldn't go this year, and the week is next week, right? So when I looked at it, I was like, well, there's a... There's an Air Force game, Notre Dame game. I'm only going to have, like, three days where I could do all the travel and stuff. So I was like, I can't go. You know what, Mom and Dad? You take the timeshare back, and you stay with my older brother, and you guys enjoy the week. Shot a text this past Saturday. My older brother's like, hey, our flight leaves at this time. He went the wrong week. Oh. He went the wrong week. This is the curmudgeon? No, this is the older brother. Who's, who's very sensitive to begin with. Not, he's not like me at all. Uh, he went the wrong week. So what that meant was he used the room for the week. And My parents don't have a room next week. And, and they're, But they got their flight for the right week. They did. They were planning on going next week. Yeah. They canceled it all. Just wiped it off the books. Yep. That is, that's like, you know how moms work, right? That's what, because it sounds like your mom. Mm-hmm. That is three years of guilt trip. And it has nothing to do with me. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least small yeah, victories. That, that, that is. I was just going to say, especially. Small victories. I, I, I'm stuck on one thing. You yeah. said you have a brother who's a kind of a curmudgeon, and I. Oh, it's it's me times ten. Oh, because I was going to say, what does he say? What does he call you? Because you're a curmudgeon. He's probably like, he's a soft one. I mean, I thought you were going to explode during the first hour there. So I, yeah. I was signaling you something, and you're like, oh, I, 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 I did. Yeah, you're. I uh, I think I gave you the finger in hour one. I was just getting very discombobulated. On world of all days, it's World Mental Health Day. I was like, Jesus! I just sent the guy in well, a downward spiral. Well, <laughs> well, well, yeah. we got thirty five minutes. Stay tuned. I'll make it. Stay I'll make it. <laughs> Shaking the table. I'm gonna be okay. We're talking about it. That's what you wanted, right? Yeah. You said let it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to well, You got to get it off your. I went off last Tuesday. I went off on two different people. And then wins. I wish I was there. And then went. Yeah. Uh, kind of it, further along as we like to do. And then Wednesday, I felt better. And then Thursday, I was back in the gym, like for regular. Like you know, you you hear me say I'm at the gym going here, but but it hasn't been the same for for a long time. It hasn't I haven't really been able to put in some. I've been been distracted mentally, and then a uh, couple of dark days mentally. But then thir- and then thir- then Friday, I met with Jordan seven a.m. He ordered me. That's your to, son. Yes. Be at the perfect gym seven a.m. So we could sit down and talk. And he set me straight, not only on nutrition, but a lot of other things. You're, you're really negative lately, Pops. You know, you, you, you have these things oh, no, set oh, out. No. 
you have these things set out for yourself, and then you, but you're taking the negative approach, like, well, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to get this. I'm not. This isn't going to happen. Instead, just think you're going to have. It, 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 think positive that it's going to happen, and if it doesn't, we'll cross that bridge. But the other night, I had to get off the phone with you because it was the the talk was negative. So I said, I'll talk to you in the morning. I like that. I like, been, I like cutting it off. I've been. It's like our breaks on the show. I've been. <laughs> I've been. That's rolling. what I'm worried about, by the way. Well, yeah. You bring a lot of us down. What are you talking? Tell me, I'm glass overflowing. Poor kid, I got to keep. I just told you a happy story I gotta about keep, my brother screwing over my parents. I got to keep. By checking. the way, my my mom didn't want to go anyway. I knew she was like, she's like, we don't we don't. Walk no, but out. she'll ride it walk. out. Oh, but she'll, she'll yeah she'll oh, she'll milk this. One. This could be the last time we could walk in New Orleans. Oh yes. Oh, oh I was looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, I'm glad your your son sat you down there. That was. I'm not laughing. I went off on my doctor. Oh really? And I had a talk with. Some a colleague, a work. I'll just leave it there. I'm not going to say who or what, but 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 basically, I, I I expressed some displeasure last. Yeah, the doctor's office. I just completely, I I somewhat lost it. Had to had to put her in her place. Oh no. Yeah. All right. Let it out. So I'm gonna let I'm gonna let something you frustrated uh, me with. Uh, you call this a battle of tight ends. Mm-hmm. Darren Waller has 16 catches, 175. Travis Kelsey has 34 catches, 322. Is that a battle? What did you say? Give it to me. I got 16, 175, 26, 322. Is that what you said? No, I said 34 for 322. I'm looking Six, at it. 16 catches for 175. Am I, do I have Kelsey's numbers wrong? Yes. He only has 26? 26 for 322, three touchdowns. So I gave more catches, 12.4 yards. yards per reception. All right. I got Waller 16 for 175. I think I read targets. One touchdown. Could be targets. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but I get your point here. Here's the thing. Waller's got to start getting back to the level where he was at and where Kelsey is at. Okay. He does. I don't don't give me a finger. <laughs> don't give me a finger. Don't, don't that's you know the Sopranos phrase, right? When Tony looks at Melfi and he says, "I don't even let people wag their finger in my face." I don't want I don't want to I don't want a finger. Okay? Your mom comes down here, we're going to have problems. <laughs> this is going to be a brouhaha after the show. Uh, okay, good. Tight I, ends. You're right in a sense that, well, as far as targets are concerned, but Darren Waller, he's had some drop passes. He ha- There there have been some issues. There was the one play, what game am I thinking of? Was it the Cardinal game? No, the Titan game at the end, when, uh, going for the two. That was Carr's fault. That was a bad throw. I don't even think he should have been targeting him in the first place. But I've been harping on play calling as well. You have the weapons. Use them properly. Use them correctly. I think he finally did that. That him being Josh McDaniels. Now I have some numbers for you. Defenses versus tight ends. Kansas City. Thirty-five targets. Opponents have targeted the Chiefs' defense thirty-five times to the tight end. The Raiders have only seen it twenty-eight times. Kansas City's defense. Has allowed three touchdowns to tight ends. Third highest number in the league. Raiders twice. Uh, receptions, they're right, they're identical. Both teams' defenses has allowed 21 receptions to opposing tight ends. Now, when it comes to yards, Chiefs got the Raiders. <coughs> Excuse me. Raiders have allowed 218. Chiefs are behind at 194 getting choked up don't get all emotional over it (laughs) i know you want to see a good game keep selling i personally think that there's got to come a time and a place for these guys and like i said 
sometimes the biggest moments, the biggest opponents, the biggest games, it's time to step up. And I think that this is the game where not only do Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, and Derek Carr need to step up, but Josh McDaniels, who's had the mindset and that offensive prowess from his days with New England, facing Andy Reid and the Chiefs, will have his he's because of last week, because of what he did against that Denver defense. Here comes a time, Steve. And this is it. This is the week that they have to put it together. Put up or shut up. All right. Let's do something now that has become a weekly tradition with you and I on Mondays. I'm going to ask you for a pick on the game now, and then I'm going to ask you like I never heard it again at like 56. But act like you never gave it now. Now, official pick coming up in a little bit. Do you think it'll be a close game? Yes. Okay. Well, it sounds like you're leaning one way. Sounds like more than a lean. That sounds like a like. I like the I like the dog, and I like the over. I think it's going to be a shootout. Really? Oh, yeah. With this Kansas City defense? Please. The Kansas what do you mean, City. please? The Kansas City defense. Stop it. Just stop. Stop. I think you're going to be in trouble here. Kansas City when just gave up, up 31 points to Tampa yeah, it was Bay. junk points. A lot of junk points. A lot of catching up points. Colts threw 20 on them. Chargers threw 24. Cardinals 21 in the opener. Raiders have found their way. Raiders should be good for, you know, 24, 30 points. John Montobel's coming up in about 15 with picks and analysis around the National Football League. We're live at Twin Peaks. Here's Barkley, another end around. Wanting to throw. Bellinger's going to keep it. And Daniel Bellinger rumbling for the touchdown. Now, back to Cofield and Company, live at Twin Peaks. Hometown hero, Bellinger. Sure. Well, I think it was going to be a pass. I think it was going to be a pass. That was against the Packers. Bellinger, San Diego State guy. Palo, right? Bellinger. Uh, for a touchdown there. So, good story coming out of Las Vegas. I feel like you got to focus. I feel like I got to focus. We got John Von Tobel coming in in a couple minutes. I think he's going to bring we all have to focus some, when JBT comes. some professionalism in here. Because, one, your parents showed up. You got nothing right now. You are all screwed up. Uh Two, we had we had the weirdest exchange during a break a couple minutes ago. One of the ladies walked by, and all I saw was some kind of like she was wearing something on top, like a jacket, a shirt. Then you guys made reference to risky business. Then I somehow you're like, oh, she looks like the lady in risky business. And somehow I thought she was wearing a lab coat. So then I was like Kelly LeBrock. Then you're like, no, she was in weird science. Rebecca DiMornay was in risky business, and I'm like, I don't know what the hell's going on. But now I finally got it like an hour later. That's where we are today. There's something going on. You are disheveled. What are they the soda? You are absolutely disheveled. I don't even know. I have no clue what happened to you this weekend, but Nothing. everything is out the window with you. I mean, did, what did what happened to you up in San Jose? I had, you know what's funny? I never brag about a broadcast, but I had two really good stories on the broadcast. Like, I freaking nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah, well, I, I, whatever I it was, you I left know. it up there. I came out of the way. I was like, you left your mojo up there. You need to bring it back oh, to Las Vegas. I don't know what you are. I, 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 I know. I don't know what the hell is going on. You're stammering. No, there's no stammering. I'm just very confused. Now I'm going to start stammering. Now I forgot our topic. You, <laughs> you butchered. It. You butchered our guest name. I did I mean, butcher that earlier. Jesus. I know. What are you going to do? 
Uh, how about this note? This will get us back on track. The Raiders fans will love this one if, they, if they're on the wrong side of the penalties and they lose by, like, two touchdowns. Carl Cheffers is the official in this game. KC is 14-7 and all-time with Cheffers. Raiders are just 4-9. and nine. And as many people will call Cheffers and his staff, Cheffers and his staff, they're very flag-happy. So mm. flags could become a crutch for either side. You and re- by the way, whoever loses, if they're on the wrong side of the penalties, the fans will use it as a crutch because oh, that does happen. Absolutely. They'll be, they'll be clamoring for justice. You're kind of reaching for that one, huh? It's like, it's like, it's like clamoring for justice. It's like, it's like the home plate umpire theory, right? You're just you're reaching with that one, I thought, a little bit. So you got a $500 dinner over the weekend. You're going to buy me a couple of beers tonight? Is that, we, is that what that translates to? That you got a lot of money right now? You're you something. You want some bets? You obviously were not listening to to the story in which I said that they I, were I friends. Heard the story. They I, were, I rewrote it to benefit myself. <laughs> you also sent over in the notes today. All of a sudden, it's become a common theme what? week to week. What you you bet over the weekend, and then you're like, "This is your fault." I'm like, yeah. I talk betting yeah. on the air. Yeah. That's our job. Stop. I'm not. I'm not texting you off the air, going. Dude, I got a, I got a hot pick. You got to bet this. No, don't, don't blame, don't blame the fact that you may be coming a DG again on me. Wait a minute. You will occasionally on the show. You, which, you'll go. Who do you got? What'd you get? Yep. And, then I, and I, I have to. See, and then I, yes. Then, you, and then over the weekend, you're like, eh, I kind of like, I kind of like my breakdown of that. I think I'm going to listen to that and put some money. I, on. I had one bet yesterday. That was it. One bet in, and I've already got two for next week. Just so you know. But what? yesterday I had the bills. That's a good pick. <laughs> you went against your guy, Kenny Pickett. Oh, I already won that bet. It's, it's, it's done. Bet. Yeah. It's done. Kenny Pickett head-to-head with Mitch Trubisky. Pickett not going to start before week seven. I was on Trubisky. Thanks, Mitch. Thanks a lot. We got more bets, though. Did you, did you want to expound on? We're going to get into it. We'll get into it with JVT. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 no, we're we're not, I'm not waiting for JVT to talk about how my Texans, my Texans moved up a little bit on your Jaguars. 766-1400 is the Anywhere in Nevada number for Battleborn Injury Lawyers. You're listening to ESPN Reno and ESPN Las Vegas. Company's eye on sports betting with John Von Tobel. All right, let's bring some structure back to the show. It's been a little loose. Willie's just, he's very, very distracted. Uh, we bring in John Von Tobel from VSIN. John, how you doing, buddy? Good, I'm good. I'm ready for this Monday night game. I'm actually very excited. We're going to break, break that down in a second. Willie, are you going to claim I'm lying? I was not really lying. You're just scapegoating because I'm not the only one that's that's completely discombobulated today. Well, this is what I saw yesterday in the NFL. Brandon Staley used analytics, and he won, John. Great job, Staley. <laughs> well, I mean, I will say, if I want to be like a complete jerk about it, yeah. it's all factored into the probabilities. Uh, you know, part of that is uh, what the opposition is like. But look, at the end of the day, again, as we have these conversations – Um, I just want to boil it down to something very simple. If I am a coach in the National Football League and I have a quarterback, which is widely viewed as one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, do I want to trust him to get me two yards 
or do I want to kick it away and risk my defense, which give it up 28 points to that point and not look very good, um, to stop that other team from getting down within field goal range. I'd rather go down to one play and trust my offense to get me two yards, and I don't really mind that thought process. And if you want to tell me that you'd rather punt, that's fine. But to, again, go in this direction because the conversion failed. Let's keep that. Let's be very honest about this. If he converts it, we're not having this conversation. It's the fact that they failed to do it is why we're having this conversation. If they get it, they win. It's not part of the talk. But this is what it kind of boils down to. We have this binary view on things when it comes to analytics and going for it in certain situations when at the end of the day, guys are just like Staley playing probabilities. They get a really high probability of winning that game if they convert that first down. And also, if you actually watch the play, they ran that slant, that, that slant flat combo on both sides. On the left side, he was his wide receiver was wide open. Herbert just didn't see him. They right. could have converted the play. At the end of the day, like I get if you don't want to do it in that situation, but this whole thing about he should be fired, I'd fire him before he got on the plane, it's so hyperbolic and caught up in the moment where if he converts it, we're not having these conversations. But they won. They won. It's it's results based. They won. There's no there's no argument. Right? I, I want to set it up for people who didn't see it. So the Chargers have the ball with two minutes left. They're third and three on their own 44, right? They are able to run more clock. They run a play, and I hate these plays with Eckler, even though he had a great night. Stop running Eckler up the middle. They jam it up the middle. He gets two yards, not three. They have a fourth and long one. They run a pass play to Mike Williams. He doesn't get it. They give up the ball in the middle of the field instead of punting on their own 46, and not only can the Browns really not move the ball, but then their kicker blows it. So that's why I like the results-based thing. I would love Staley to come out. He'll never do this and go, you know what part of the probability was? Jacoby Brissett had beat us all night. He sucks. He wasn't going to do it again. Now, he's never going to say that, and I don't know if that was factored in. Go ahead, Willie. No, I'm, I'm kind of agreeing with you. I'm sitting here listening to you. I, I think, I think it was gesturing. A, I thought it was a terrible call, and I thought he should have punted it, John. Oh, you did? Yes, I actually did. In this case, I did. Well, you know, I've said it before with the Chargers, and going forward on fourth down, stop running Eckler into the line. Like, give me two passes. If it's two, if it's two, if it's two down territory, then get Eckler outside with something or throw it twice. That, that's that's my biggest complaint. At that point, well, your execution had failed. Punt the other way and make Jacoby Brissett go 60 or 70 yards to set up a field goal. That's all. Right. Like I think like the, part of this, too, is and you're kind of alluding to it. You know, The Chargers and their play calling, and one of the things that you have brought up is the execution and the play calling in those situations. They haven't really been great. And as I mentioned, they ran the right play. It's just that Herbert looked at the wrong side. On the left side, the guy that they were running a, a semi-pick for was actually wide open. And if he would have hit him, then that would have been converted and the game would have been over with. You know, like I'm not one of those... Because this is the other thing, Steve, because you hear a lot of people, analytics people, never admit that they're wrong. Well, because they don't view it as binary. What they look at it is say, we think that this is what gives us the most, like the highest probability of winning this game. It's not yes or no. It's we think this has increased the probability to a point where we want to do this. And people look at the result and say, that was wrong. And that's where like these butting of heads come. So like, I, if you, if, I'm not going to sit here and push you on it. Like if you think that they should have punted away, sure. Like I don't really disagree if you want to do that. But I understand why Staley did it. And personally, if I'm calling plays, I probably would have done it too. Because, again, at the end of the day, I trust – I get. I, I don't understand when people bring up trust. They say, you don't trust your defense. Well, no, I trust my offense to get me two yards. And if that's not the case, then I trust my defense to not give up ten. 
JVT, the wheels are coming off, or they're they've completely been blown off in Charlotte. Is the difference uh, the difference between PJ Walker and Baker Mayfield, Maker, Baker Mayfield worth anything at all? So the market says, yeah, Willie, right? Like we saw this open up and we got to, I think the first initial market opener was seven and a half in some spots. Now we're up to 11. Mm. And this is what I, this is what I find kind of funny, right? If you kind of lick your finger and test the win and you ask people like, hey, you know, was Matt Rule any good? Or, hey, is Baker Mayfield a good quarterback? Their resounding answer would be, oh, hell no. No, absolutely not. They're terrible. And yet the betting market's like, mm, yeah, let's pump this number up a little bit here because P.J. Walker's taking over. B- Baker Mayfield, from a PFF grading standpoint, second-worst quarterback in the NFL, ahead of only Justin Fields, right? Uh, Matt Rule had widely been accounted as one of the worst head coaches in the NFL after a 3-0 start last year where there were some people who were throwing him out there as Coach of the Year candidate. I, I think, really, it's just we, the market reacts to negative news. Yeah. But we get this all the time when names go out. Is it really that big of a difference between the second-worst quarterback in the National Football League and P.J. Walker, their backup. I haven't made my uh, opinion known in terms of a bet, Willie, but I venture on the side of no, and I'd be very tempted if this number continues to climb to look at Carolina. Let me ask you this. Mayfield doesn't get injured. Rule gets fired. What happens with that number? Uh, I don't think there's much of an adjustment, if anything. Maybe a point. The market's kind of weird with that, but I don't think there's any adjustment in any way whatsoever. Coaches aren't really worth anything, especially bad coaches. I would say that you get nothing in terms of an adjustment. John Von Tobel, VSIN is with us. He always sets us up for Monday Night Football, so let's get to it before we look ahead at more NFL games. Next week, uh, Willie officially plus seven, right? You're taking the Raiders plus seven. My, my top play is the over tonight. Okay, but you're saying it's going to be a close game, so yep. plus seven. Yep. I'm laying the seven. John, where are you? Well, if I'm supposed to divide this, uh, if I'm supposed to pick a side, I guess I would roll with the side of Steve. I mean, I think one of the things that has kind of worried me about the Raiders is in these games in which they have lost, they have failed in almost every facet of the game, right, which has kind of been troublesome. Like their offenses look bad at times. Their defense was atrocious against the Tennessee Titans. Uh, There's just like little things. Their failure to execute in the red zone. Uh, the Titans game, again, going back to that, their failure to execute on third downs. Like, there are so many there's so many poor things that have popped up. And if there's going to be one thing that this Chiefs team is going to be able to exploit, it's going to be a defense that against a, I would say, an average Titans offense at best, uh, really got sliced apart by and gave up some big plays to the Denver Broncos, which would look pretty anemic. I think that I would roll with the side of Kansas City. And the Chiefs, too, I mean, if you read some of the quotes, they're evolving their offense. They're using more weapons. Sky Moore is getting more and more involved with this offense. It's something they said they wanted to do here. I just think at the end of the day, even we're talking about like a full seven, I think this matchup has worked very well for this Chiefs offense, and now it's a little bit of a new look. I think I'd rather be on the side of Steve and lay in the seven. It's not something I'd run out and play. I think this has in-game wagering written all over it, especially, Steve, if you like the Chiefs. If, because I do think to an extent the Raiders should be able to move the ball, but over the course of you know 10 possessions for each team, I would think they come out on top. But I think this would be a good in-game opportunity if the Raiders get a couple of points on the board on their first drive to come in and get a cheaper price in Kansas City. So you like the over? Not necessarily. I think I think I understand the track record you're going on. Because what are I we got, talking I, about here? For I went over 51 and a half. They've they've gone. The series has gone over four straight meetings. It trends toward the under in Kansas City, but the last four meetings have gone high. I personally think Denver is an absolute. Horror, horrendous football team, but for the most part, 
that defense is its only bright spot. The Raiders did just throw 32 points up. I think the offensive line is finally set. McDaniel's figured out that he needs to use the rushing game. And it, this is, a, in a sense, this is a put-up-or-shut-up kind of game. And I think that the Raiders have to get into a shootout, specifically for what you had said, like the defense, you're not going to stop Patrick Mahomes. You can, you can, you can maybe contain some drives, but he's going to get what he wants. So I think you have to, you have to contend offensively, and I think it's going to be a shootout. I think if I were to push back, Willie, I would say if you've watched what Kansas City has done this year, they've become much more methodical in the way that they've been running their offense. You're seeing longer drives. Uh, you're not seeing these games go over the total through, what, four games now? They're, they're an even split two and two Yes. in terms of uh, the over-under for Kansas City. And I think part of the reason why is they have shifted the way that they have played. And their offense, it's still explosive, but not as explosive without a big play guy like Tyreek Hill. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster a little banged up as well, so maybe that affects things. I would think that that would be the one thing. And also, to your point, uh, if they are the Raiders working the running game more, which has been apparent so far, I mean, that does run the clock down, and that does leave less opportunity to score points. Guy, right, and, and real quick, the Charger game they played was 51 points. The total was 53. And the game in Indianapolis, they did go against Gus Bradley, who knows that knows that offer. So that's all I'm going to say. But I hear you. JVT with us, Cofield and Company, wrapping it up last couple minutes here. Kickoff in about 20 minutes for Monday Night Football. It's Chiefs and the Raiders. Raiders are getting seven in this one. How do you come out of the Packers and Giants game? Giants wind up winning yesterday. I think that I come out of it with the Giants are probably one of the worst 4-1 teams we've ever seen. Okay. <laughs> like, I think statistically, when you look at, like, what they've been able to do, if you factor in, like, point differential, DVOA, all of those things, they're one of the worst 4-1 teams we've ever seen. But they are a testament to head coaches adding wins at the margins. And if you're well-coached, you can find ways to win some of these games that you're not supposed to. And that is the New York Giants and what they've been able to do to this point. But I think the bigger takeaway, Steve, is that the Packers really have problems. You know, their offense comes in fits and spurts. Like, there's times where it looks explosive. And there's other times where it dies out completely and you have no idea what has happened to it. And part of the reason is because of this wide receiver court, everything that's gone on with the changes there. And Devontae Adams now out here in Las Vegas. Uh, and the other part is it, part of that rebuilding is a bunch of young guys and Aaron Rodgers doesn't trust them. You know, when we have footage of him screaming at dude, trying to get him lined up and ready to go, there's clearly some problems there. Like, it's it looks so weird because at times they look great and other times they don't. But this is now multiple games in which this offense has looked like this. The Packers have real problems at this point right now offensively. I think that's your bigger takeaway. All right, Packers, Jets, eight and a half. I mean, at this point, with the way that the Packers have been operating, it's got to. It would be for me, New York or nothing, because they have been laying these really big numbers up to this point. I mean, look at some of the numbers they're laying right now. I mean, when you talked about closing eight and a half against the Giants, nine and a half against the New England Patriots, they laid ten against Chicago. And they come into this game against the Jets 2-3 and three against the spread. They've been clearly overvalued by the market. I think you could say now the argument would be, well, are the Jets on the same level as the New York Giants? Because it's a similar number that they were laying there. And you could push back and say no. So maybe there is some value now in the Green Bay as their power rating has been lowered. But it's one of those where you got to see it to believe it at this point right now because their offense is slowly falling down the standings in terms of efficiency. 40 seconds left. Are the Raiders playing the best team in football tonight? And what should I do with the Chiefs against the Bills next week getting two and a half? Man, I was surprised. I, I, th I feel like they deserve to be favored on their home field. Again, home field's not worth that much. But I would say, yes, I, I think there's a good chance they are. Josh Allen is still giving up those turnover-worthy plays, man. And, and like those are going to come back to bite you against well-coached and you know good offensive teams like the Kansas City Chiefs. I, I, 
I kind of want to say the Chiefs are still the best team in the National Football League. John, great job. We appreciate it. We'll see you, buddy. Good to talk to you guys. There he is, John Von Tobel, Saturday, Sunday, host, Friday host on VSIN, master of the NBA as well. We're at Twin Peaks. We're hanging here on Eastern. Big beers under four bucks. Got select appetizers, two, four, and six dollars. 19 different shots to choose from that are four dollars. $3.99. Let's be specific on that one. Uh, $3.99 shots. Great specials all the time. Tremendous place, and all the ladies tonight are dressed up in Raiders gear. You've been listening to the Nevada Sports Hour. Brought to you by Battleborn Injury Lawyers for Willie, Mateo, and Ari. We'll see you.